Ollie team, nice to have your company. Thank you to Anthony. He's back with you. Yep. Tomorrow. So, oh, no, you're not back tomorrow. So used to do. Oh, right. Nick Majerison's on tomorrow. And, and then Anthony will be on uh, next week. Five days, honestly. What stamina this boy has. Fantastic. Anyway, nice to be company. As you've already heard, uh, Bruce Forsyth has waded into the row over Tony Beak and made it worse, I'm afraid. Made it worse, although probably not realising. And everybody's jumped on his back now. And uh, Kim Marsh's relationship has split up. There's a surprise. And uh, is there anybody else? She says no. And can we all respect her privacy? Presumably till she's done a deal with OK Magazine. News is next. On FM, online and digital radio. Anthony heads off into the night. There's a horse and carriage outside. He went to the uh, the Grain Chill reunion. Remember, we talked about the Grain Chill reunion on the programme. And I wish I'd gone, actually, if I thought. But unfortunately, wrong end of the day for me. I'm, just, I'm always far too tired for things like that. In fact, yesterday, I was, I was in bed quite late, actually. Half past seven. But it's lovely. You know when you climb into... Oh, I love it. You climb into bed and it's all... It's cool and it's lovely. Oh, dear. Very happy. Very happy. Always happy in bed, actually. Always happy out of bed, too, at the same time. And uh, finally, we've reached Friday. Fantastic. Love Friday. Uh, Not big on Bruce Forsyth at the moment. Anthony and I were just saying he's... uh, He opened his mouth. Probably he thought he was being well-meaning, and he's just made it worse. He said because... He said people... it's, It's funny, isn't it? People call each other... We've all got nicknames. Yeah. I don't really think Packy is one of them. I don't think that's a nickname. He said during the, um... During the war, we were called limeys. And I thought, oh, dear. And the BBC News now have now started saying... Before, you'd say the P word. Now they actually say on the BBC News, uh, Anton Dubeck called Layla a packy, and it was wrong. And everybody has said exactly... Except Bruce, who seems to think that it's it's OK, because it's it's a nickname. No, it's not. It's not. We said it wasn't first time round. And, um, and, and it shouldn't ever be seen... Like that. I did. I don't know who... I might have to help me out on this one. I've got no idea who the chef is. Who is this chef here? Somebody called... Is it John Tarode? John Tarode. They say he's the handsome one of Celebrity MasterChef. Already runs the Meat Fest Smiths of Smithfield. He's got a new uh, restaurant called... I think it's called The Lux. L-U-X-E. It got the worst review I've ever read. And uh, John Tarode, I might have to sort of check out later on. Because the trouble is there are too many of these celebrity chefs on television who spend most of their time appearing on television and very little time to actually thinking properly about what the customers are getting in their restaurants. And if if I go to a celebrity restaurant, which I don't very often, um, I would expect to see them cooking. I know it's supposed to be done in the style of, but to be honest with you, I think it's just a way of extracting money out of the public. And and you pay through the nose. In John Tarode's The Lux, which got one... Star in the food and drink uh, standard uh, page the other day. They said it's been long in preparation, but if this really was the food that Tarode wants to serve, then the idea that he has a starry career on TV assessing the cooking of others is a bit of a joke. In other words, it's just... It's just not good enough. It's not good enough. Open ravioli of wood-roasted squash, California and sage, £16. Described here as a dull collection of chopped winter veg on a sheet of pasta, completely lacking in appeal. In fact, the reviewer, David Sexton, hardly finished anything. He said the, uh, the, the game birds, as opposed to being rested, after, after you cook things like partridge and you cook uh, grouse and pheasant, you let it rest. You cannot cook it and then serve it. It's rested. This thing, he said, was, uh, you know, swiftly taken off the bone with the result that, although rare, the meat had not relaxed and was already drying out. 
You'd think you're a television chef. You make your living through telling people how to cook food and you can't manage it yourself. Not good enough, is it, really? I think there are too many of these celebrity chefs now. To be honest with you, I think it's about time we started kicking back. You know, there are loads of good chefs. I mean, I was even more horrified the other day to see uh, Marco Pierre White advertising a stock cube on television, saying this is... I'm thinking, you're a chef. You've sold out already. But I always said he was a bit of a naffo, I'm afraid. I was never a fan of Marco Pierre White. Always, you know, too much chat and very little action, I'm afraid. And it was proven on, I think, Hell's Kitchen, where I thought he was poor, to say the least. Uh, Right, on the programme this morning, uh, me and... Oh, my very own How Low. (laughs) Now, the last time we did one of these, we were very, very successful. 32p... 32p it went for. I've had it go for as low as 6p. Once you've got your hands on my special today, I'm telling you, your life will be changed. Very different. It's a Dell laptop. Now, you know how much Dell laptops cost? The good news is, because this is a Steve Allen special, it finishes at 7am this morning. None of this hanging around all day till Whaley comes along, you know, and then he does it in his programme, he gets all the glory. No, no, no. Steve Allen special. So if you fancy going in for it, this one's got 160 gigabytes of very hard drive, so there's plenty of room to share all your photos and music. It comes preloaded with Windows Vista. It's got a 15-inch screen, and 15 inches is quite big, actually. You know, if you sort of, you know, measure... I forget what it is between... What is it between your... Think it's at seven inches, so double that. So it's quite a big, fifteen inches. You know, I think that's quite big. So impressive, and it can all be yours. And that's for you only. We're not sharing this with anybody else on the station. Finishes at seven a.m. today. So you've got two hours. Uh, no, so you've got an hour and fifty. Oh, an hour and fifty minutes already. Lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes, as I say, at seven. And for this one, you text. Oh, interesting. Right. So we're texting LBC. Are we on this one? It says text LBC on here, so I'm hoping that's the one that's open. As opposed to normally, if it's one of mine, it texts Steve. But on this one, it says text LBC, so I'm, I'm happy to go with text LBC. Uh, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble 821. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. OK? So it's LBC, apparently, followed by your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. Good luck for that. And uh, we'll remind you a little bit later on. So it's the Dell laptop that you're going for today. Can be yours and uh, and you'll get it for the price of pennies. Absolute pennies. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Nice to see that uh, another relationship in showbiz has split up. And I love it now because they obviously think we're all complete idiots out in the real world, there was a statement issued by Coronation Street that one of its lesser-known actresses had split up with her boyfriend, who, let's face it, she's got a fairly bad track record, I'm afraid, Kim Marsh. This is the woman who goes in for uh, a television talent show, dumps her two children on her parents, doesn't mention her two children to anybody at all, uh, goes on the talent show, and it isn't until the very last minute she goes, oh, by the way, I've got two children through another relationship, and they go, oh, God, not really much use, is it, if you're trying to sort of get, you know, young boys going, poor Kim Marsh and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, fiercely ambition, uh, ambitious old Kim, uh, then sort of gets in with this little group, which frankly wasn't too successful, um, I can't remember what their name was now, actually. What do they call themselves? What were the group called? Hearsay, that's right. It had the Shrek look-alike. Then there was that Camp Welsh boy. And then there was Mylene Class, who's, yes, very nice indeed. And then there was Kim and, um, and somebody else, I think. I think it was somebody else, wasn't 
wasn't there a short blonde one, I think? I've just got, a th- in the back of my mind, there's a short blonde one. Anyway, so, uh, and then she does that for a little while, and that becomes a little bit tedious. Uh, mainly because you don't have to sing live anyway, you just go and mime. A bit like JLS, going out, a bit like Blue. In fact, any of the songs that JLS are doing, they could be recorded by Blue. It's as simple as that. And so then she bumps into Jack Ryder. And Jack Ryder is very, very famous. He's in EastEnders, he's the heartthrob. So she sets her sights at him, and lo and behold, the next thing, they're married... And so they move in together. It's her, her usual trick, actually. And so they move in together. And, uh, and she's, all she wants to be is famous. She's not remotely interested in anything else. And I did warn him. I did say, won't last. She's ambitious. Lo and behold, Jack becomes quite ill. I suppose with stress and all sorts of things. And uh, the difficulty of finding work. Because he leaves EastEnders, you remember. I think he dies in EastEnders. And uh, he should have stayed in it because he'd have been fantastic. So he then, come, he was killed off, wasn't he? I remember that he was lying there on a bed, sort of, you know, stripped down to the waist. And, uh, and then he said, oh, pfft, died. I think Natalie Cassidy might have been there. That probably killed him off, I should imagine. You know, anyway, when Natalie Cassidy appears, whoa, dancing elephant, go away. And so he consequently dies. And then the marriage splits up. And then she gets Coronation Street. And then she takes up with a bloke from Hollyoaks. Fifteen months they've been together. They move in, because that's what they do nowadays. You know, I mean, not, she, she's been round the block about half a dozen times, this woman. And, and so Coronation Street issue a statement saying uh, Kim Marsh and so-and-so split up. It's amazing, isn't it, where they have to issue a statement. Can't you speak, Kim? Can't you speak? You know, for goodness sake, I mean, at least you can tell us. And now the papers are saying, so where do we reckon the next one's coming from? EastEnders? Or will it be Coronation Street? Or will it be Emmerdale? Who will she set her sights on? Whatever it is, the bloke she went out with from Hollyoaks wasn't quite good enough. Wasn't quite good enough. Looking for something a little bit better. But I love the way they say, uh, she'll be making no comment. I thought, of course she will. The moment OK Magazine come knocking on the door. Hello, Kim. It's OK Magazine. Would you like to say something to us about your relationship? Yeah, yeah, how much? Two thousand. OK, I'll do it for two thousand. And that's what they do now. They can't actually manage it themselves. They have to sort of do it through an agent because they're all so desperate to be famous nowadays. Gets my goat. I do love the story of a, a postman now. In fact, quite a number of posties. They've, they've decided they're not going to live in this particular house anymore because they've got a vicious cat. And they, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen cats, but if, I remember cats years and years ago. They get their claws into you. They can rip your skin off. I mean, absolutely. You know, they get those claws. We used to, when our cat was asleep, we used to squeeze its paw. You know, not hard, just sort of lightly, to watch its claws coming out. And then you imagine what they're like on a lion or a tiger or something like that. And that's why when they sort of cling on to wildebeest or buffalo... They ain't letting go, they because the claws are so deep into the body. And cats are the same. I remember our cat once playfully scratched me. I went out, and it drew blood. It drew blood. I remember thinking, "Good grief!" But there's a picture of the paper today talking of drawing blood. The seriously naff Russell Brand, I'm afraid. Uh, one of those big mysteries of Great Britain the other day. Why would anybody want to go out with him? He looks like he needs a good bath in Detal, I'm afraid. Dirty, with a very small willy. But there you go. I can only say that because we've seen it on the internet. Because he had a bath, for some reason, with a homeless person. And for some reason, Channel 4 showed it. I never quite got round to the reason why. And then Russell Brand washes this bloke. It was almost peculiar. So girls go out with him. Why? I've got no idea. Naff as a comedian. And certainly naff when it comes to making dirty phone calls. <laughs> 
News headlines. David Cameron's promised to put Britain back on her feet while setting out his case to be Prime Minister at the Tory party conference. Police are searching for a gunman after shots were reportedly fired at a group of teenagers in Lambeth. Officers were called to Wandsworth Road yesterday afternoon. Postal workers in London are walking out in another regional strike. Yesterday, the Communications Workers Union revealed members backed a national walkout by three to one. And the Queen will be at a special service later to honour the British troops who fought and died in the Iraq War. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you today. Nip straight back downstairs, and it's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you're heading for Kilburn High Road, that's still closed off because of the burst water. 17 minutes past five. Friday morning, LBC 97.3. Dan, off to bed now, and uh, then back to DIY. Yes, you can send in the uh, the tape. Yeah, why not? Goodness sake, why not? Like your car, though. Very flash. Mine look quite quite old, doesn't it? Not really. And, uh, yes, so, so do do that, actually. Do do that. And uh, why not blow your own trumpet? For goodness sake, everybody does it, don't they, nowadays? Corin and Tony, morning. I thought I was right. They mentioned they were going to uh, a theatre in Camberley to see Nick. And I said, I don't think so. I think it's an old press release. They didn't, uh, didn't change it. So she says, you were right. I did phone the Camberley box office to see if uh, Nick would be appearing. And, and the lady said, yes, I hope so, but I'll phone you back. And then she checked and discovered that they'd been sent the wrong brochure copy. And so all those people who booked to see Nick in Camberley, he's not appearing there, I'm afraid. He was, he was going to be doing it. It was, it was an audience with, I think, Carol. And uh, he, he's not booked for it. He's not booked for it. So uh, there you go. I'll just thought I'd tell you now. And uh, well done to LBC for 36 very happy years. We've been listening since the late 70s. And I remember Tony taking me to Gough Square to see if we could see you. And I actually went in and they said, you just left. But as you may remember, Jan and I saw you many times in Hammersmith. It's amazing. How it just grows and grows. By the way, you were saying the other day you weren't sure how long it was that you'd stopped smoking. I can tell you now, she said it was five years. It was the end of August 2004 when we moved to Sandhurst. I remember it well. Yeah, I couldn't remember how many... Somebody asked me the other day, how many years is it since you've stopped smoking? And I said, I can't remember. just remember becoming ill after it. <laughs> so, uh... So that's what, so five years... Oh, five years is not bad, is it? Five years. Although I'm sure sitting next to people at bus stops... Yeah, I didn't... I inhaled quite a lot, actually. I did a lot of inhaling. 60 a day inhaling. Which actually I thought was some sort of record. But then the trouble is, if you, if you go out to the pub and you have a drink, you know, it's... Stub it out. And the strange thing was, it wasn't until you stopped smoking that you realised you can smell cigarettes on everything. Smell it on your clothes, smell it on your... I used to have quite long hair. <laughs> you could smell it on your hair, you know, you could bring your hair round. Oh, yeah, smell it on your hair. And stuff like that. And, um... And, and you'd get in, and I used to get through far more clothes. The moment I stopped smoking, I didn't get through as many clothes. But the trouble is, it kind of permeates your skin. It's a bit like working in a fish and chip shop, I should imagine. It must, you know, you must reek of fish and chips and oil as it, as it sort of, all the grease gets in, like working in a, in a kebab shop, I suppose. I don't know. I'll tell you what, the other day, if, you, if you've had problems... I've lost the blooming thing now. What have I done with it? Is it my, oh, it's over here. If you... I had problems with my iPhone the other day, and all of a sudden I was getting in... And about half past two, three in the afternoon, the um, the battery was half run down. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. So I turned off the application, think it'll be some application I've still got up. And uh, and it uh, it wasn't. So then somebody said to me, ah, turn the phone off and then on again. And that will that will do it. So Daryl said that's what to do. And so I did it. And I, sorry? You, yeah. Exactly. But it's, a lot of people have had this problem with the new iPhones, where they've said that the very dirty, the, uh, the batteries sort of run down fairly quick. And yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I'm not really a games player or anything like that. It's just I can't bear it when all of a sudden it goes... And, it, and everything goes dead. 
Although yesterday, I get a phone call from my bank's fraud department. Hello, Mr Allen. Can you call us back as soon as possible? Thank you. Well, they're based in Scotland, actually. Uh, so I called them back, and they went, oh, just a little check, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, can we just go through some, through some transactions on your Visa card? Yes. And so, right, there's one here which came through the other week, and it was October 2nd or whatever it was, and it's for £1 something. I said, £1 something? I said, I wouldn't put anything on Visa for £1 something. I mean, that would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? And so he said, well, he said, probably they're testing to see if the card's active. In other words, they actually put through something little, so you don't notice it because you might think it's something else. And it was £1.64. And what they do is they just... Because if, if, if they actually put through a big amount, somebody goes, what's that? What's that? £1.64, they check and see if the card's active. If the card's active and nothing happens, they put through. So they did. Put through 155 quid, which went through, and it was a company in America. And so I said, I've got no idea. I said, I've, I've bought from America before. The only place I've ever bought from uh, is Amazon. I buy magic from America, but I haven't, haven't bought any magic in America for quite a while. So I couldn't work out what this was. And, uh, and then, what was the other thing that came? Oh, yes. And then he said yesterday at two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, he said uh, £190 somebody tried to put through. So I said, for what? He said, I've got no idea. He said, I'll, I'll try and find out. Because all they've got is the, is the merchant number on there. And he checked and he said, it's women's clothes. I said, you're having a laugh. Yeah, exactly. Do I look like the sort of person who's going to be wearing women's clothes? Well, and I don't answer that, safe or not to. But I mean, so, so I said, I don't think so. He said, well, that one didn't go through. He said, the other one did. So what we've had to do, I've had to cut up my card and they're going to send me a new one with a new pin number. But it's just such a blooming inconvenience. And also, what sort of women's clothing? Are they Diamante studded? You know, are they strapless? Because I don't do strapless. You know, will it be something for the fuller figure? What sort of clothing is it? Because as you know, I've got a lot of sequin jackets. I mean, oh, to goodness, they're not started sending those from abroad. Because we have bought sequin jackets before, but the, uh, the ones that we had made, we had made in Thailand. And I couldn't think of anything else, because we, we paid cash for those. So there was no, no credit card or anything else. And then I thought, what have I, have I bought anything? But the trouble is, anything you buy on the internet, even though it might say this is a secure site, there is the chance that somebody could hack into it and get my details and charge me. You know, because I've, as far as I remember, and I do have strange lapses, but believe you me, at two o'clock yesterday afternoon, I think I was driving around. I certainly wasn't ordering women's clothing on the internet. Unless it was a gift for the producer. I can't remember, actually. It might have been one of those, you know, will you just wear this just for a laugh because it's funny? You know, and whether or not, you know, he would have put it on. He would have done, of course. And uh, because there is a, a, a rule in here, which is, for God's sake, keep the talent happy. Without that, we're all miserable. It's what? That, that's what it says. You see, that's what it says. Keep the talent happy. And do you? Do you keep the talent happy? See, tries his best. It's all you can do nowadays. Try your best. We all try our best. Well, some people don't, but uh, some people do. Uh, Noreen says, what a change in the weather. This morning... I got up and I'd forgotten yesterday, memory lapses, I'd forgotten to water my baskets. Now, you know, I've got quite a number of very full, overburdening baskets. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, only six to water at the moment, six baskets. Two of them, huge strawberries, big, luscious, plump, juicy red strawberries all over the place. So I forgot to water them. So I'm out there this morning at ten to two, if you please. 
Because you have to get up and have to put clothes on and stand outside, just in case somebody, you bump into somebody, stand there in your pants and a T-shirt. So I'm sort of watering the, uh, the baskets and everything. I felt quite good about it, really. So, and then the, I remember standing there thinking, it's blooming cold. And then my leg went funny. I don't know why. My right leg all of a sudden went a bit weak, and I thought, oh, a bit wobbly. Must be like being on sort of, you know, fake legs or something like that. It just felt a bit odd. I thought, here we go, we're falling apart now. You know, because very shortly I'll be getting Christmas cards in. And the reason is that if they're going to strike these postmen, talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Hello, we're in a recession. I think we're going to strike. Why? Um, we're going to want more money. OK, what job security. Well, Amazon have had enough. They've cancelled the contract. They've said, listen, you know, bunch of bozos, I'm afraid. Mind you, round our way, I think the posts are fine. Absolutely fine. And it's, it's just there is obviously a certain element within the post office who intimidate other people and go, listen, we're all going on strike. We're all going on strike and that's it. Let's screw up the country completely. Because the only person it hurts is us. Every time, every time, we're the ones. You know, the lorry drivers have a dispute with the, uh, with the, the government over petrol. Who suffers? We do. Every time there's a, an incident in another country, they come and demonstrate in Trafalgar Square. Who suffers? We suffer. Just ridiculous. And now, you know, they're going to screw up Christmas for people. Well, bar humbug to you, you lazy little gits. Why don't you just get out there and work? We're in a recession. I mean, it's the indication, I'm afraid, if Amazon have said, listen, I'll tell you what, we'll take the business, we'll find it elsewhere. There's going to be other companies looking to grab it. You're going to be, really, you're going to make it look such tits over this one, I'm afraid. I get quite angry. All you've got, and it's not difficult, here's a letter, here's a post box. Put it in there. Here's my there. I mean, how difficult is that, for God's sake? Ridiculous. Brian says, I gave up smoking six years ago, and even now I still randomly would like one. Do you know, I, I go through that phase, but it doesn't last for very long. I've sat in a, you know, outside a pub, and people have had a cigarette, and I've thought, oh, it looks quite nice, actually. Just the action of sort of putting it in your mouth and, uh, and setting fire to it. And then and I've thought, and you know, strangely enough, I, I sort of look at it and I think, that'd be nice. And then within 30 seconds, it's gone again, and I don't, I don't feel the need for it. I have walked past, I sat, my friend Graham's worse. You sit at a bus stop, we're going to Richmond to go and buy something or go to Marks or whatever it happens to be. We sit there and somebody will sit at the bus stop with a fag on, generally big lardy with hoop earrings and all the rest of it. And, uh, and Graham will sit there and go, pff, pff, like the, <laughs> blow this smoke away. But he's elderly, he can't help it. And, uh, and I, I can quite happily sit there. I don't like the smell of it now, but it doesn't bother me. I'm not sort of that, that precious, I go, ugh, dear me, dreadful, you're going to die. Because I smoked. And it's a choice. If you want to smoke, smoke. It's like drinking, isn't it? If you want to drink, drink. I enjoy a, uh, a good bottle of wine, or two, depending on what night of the week it is. No, I've never done three, actually. I don't think I've managed three bottles of wine. I could manage three bottles. I could do... Two. Well, actually, tell a lie. I did go out for lunch with a friend of mine, Jonathan, and we did do five bottles in a lunchtime between two of us. Uh, white. Only do white. Can't do red. You see, I get headaches on red, and yet somebody says to me, red's very good for your heart. And and I remember thinking, yeah, but I don't like the taste of it, and I get a headache on it, so I don't do... Makes your teeth look funny. Right. A bit funny about your teeth, are you? Do, you? do you sort of... Do you clean your teeth, like, four times a day? Twice a day? Oh, right. But when you get up in the morning, then when you go to bed. Oh, right. Interesting. Interesting. Because there are certain things that you're not supposed to... Before you, you know, get together with somebody, you're not supposed to clean your teeth. And the reason is, very strange, isn't it? Very strange one, this one. Because uh, I always thought, you know, if, if you're going to sort of climb into bed with somebody, in my case, Teddy or Winnie the Pooh or something like that, you know, you're supposed to clean your teeth. You always think that because, you know, you want to do snogs. Uh, but apparently if you do, it means that your mouth is too clean and therefore it is susceptible to picking up germs. 
And so I thought, oh, okay. it just gets a bit complicated, doesn't it, now? And also, I suppose it begs the question, do you do kissing on the first date? You know, should you do snogging? Or should it just be sort of holding hands and sort of, you know, rubbing, you know, the, or what, I don't know, going down an avenue I know nothing about, as you can well imagine. This is LBC 97.3. and hundred. Thank you. Morning, team. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. It's 5.30. Zippy. Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome along Friday morning. Isn't it great weekend around the corner? What a weekend I've got lined up. What a weekend. Very nice indeed. Uh, right. I, the f- I think I forgot to mention was the fact when I was out watering the basket and I then had the shower and got ready, I remember thinking, gosh, it's cold. It's a chilly morning. And, and I haven't really planned for a chilly morning yet, except I put on a long sleeve shirt and that's about the extent of it, I'm afraid. <laughs> haven't really done anything else at all. But the weather forecast for today, dry, fairly bright, but chilly start. Perhaps a little scarf. More cloud after midday. Outbreaks of rain by late afternoon. <laughs> Maximum temperature 14 degrees. Currently it's 8. Showers heavier this evening, especially in East London. Drying up overnight, low 12 centigrade. Sunset 6.21. Sunrise 7.15. Tomorrow dry. With sunny spells, cloud thickening in the afternoon, feeling warmer. Further three-day outlook. Sunday, early rain, clearing to leave a mostly bright and breezy day. High of 17. Monday and Tuesday, dry with good sunny spells. That's what Hakia tells us anyway. And he knows about these things. Uh, apparently, the reason that uh, Kim Marsh is broken-hearted is because they've been arguing. I don't know why. We, why should why are we siding with her, for goodness sake? Why are we all going, oh, poor old Kim Marsh? Well, you know, she might be at fault here. Let's face it, she doesn't have a great track record, as I said before. It's only 15 months, their relationship. And in a brief statement, Coronation Street have said, and I quote, Kim Marsh has announced that she and actor Jamie Lomas have split up after 15 months together. Jamie has now moved out of Kim's house. There's no one else involved. Neither party wishes to comment. And you think, how old are, are they? 12 or something? Can't she issue a statement by herself? She's moved at 15 months. 15 months. Of course. They were just getting ready to milk the system because of their engagement and they were going to be uh, doing all sorts of deals. So that's got to be cancelled. But as I say, no doubt she's got another one in waiting and we'll go through that palaver again, I'm afraid. It does annoy me. It really annoys me. You know, why we're remotely interested in some, some woman off the television is totally beyond me. Who cares? I don't care. Anyway, uh, we'll have a cup of tea. In a- you could, did you get yourself a cup of tea? No, not yet. Why not? You the... walked past the machine. I know Hugh Broom was there, and he looked terribly busy. Oh, push it! Just push him. He to was one reading side. a manual about how to do it. Hot water, oh, tea bad. bag. No, it's not good, is it? And it was Susanna. Good morning, by the way. It was Susanna Shaw, is the f- fifth person Suzanne in hearsay, Shaw, yeah. who won. Oh, she was the one come who, dancing. Didn't she got no. Darren Day. Yes, she did, and she won um, the Dancing on Ice. Right. Yes. And what That's was that. their single? I can't remember. Da, da, da. I just remember <clears> the dance thing. Yeah, they're quite good, actually. They had a couple of good singles. Sorry, dear. The producer's attempting to sing to me. It's quite sweet. (laughs) Really? What what was that? What was it called? Yeah. Pure, no, pure and and simple. Pure Pure and and simple. Which I always thought was a soap. Pure and (laughs) simple. Going to be there for you. Do you dance, Phil? Do you dance? You don't dance. Are you a non-dancer? Only for, only for money. Right, get some money out. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of dancing do you do? Private you dancer. Sort of, he's a private dancer. Yeah, a dancer dancing for, for money. money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an old song uh, done by... 
Tina Turner. Yeah. Isn't it? What's I'm your private dancer. Oh, it's a fab song. Da- I love it. It's a it's great very song, sexy. isn't it? Yeah. Very sexy. I might have a podium at Heaven he could use. Yeah, we could or get two. you onto a podium or two, actually. Yeah. Yes. I have a feeling he's going to be all arms all over the place. He's a bit so? emo, isn't he? Really? He's a bit emo, yeah. I think we should have a demonstration later. He definitely looks emo. He says, I'm not emo, but of course all emos say that. And what's the other one? What's the, you know, the emo thing? What's that guy that... that is it Micah? Mika? Mika. Mika. He's everywhere. 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 New yeah, album. Strange, strange um, video to it. DVD. To, well, yeah. video to well it. this week you've got um, <clears throat> um, Barmy Woman on the uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Who? I who's Barmy? The one who goes off to things. You've got Strange Eyeshadow. I don't want Strictly Come Dancing. got a father who's a cab driver. Winehouse. Her. Amy. Amy. She's singing on the thing. <clears throat> and then over on X Factor, you've got, got Robbie, Robbie Williams. Williams. How dull that'll be. Oh, no, it won't. Don't wave prescription drugs, for God's <clears throat> sake. You know what he's like. He's a very addictive personality. We've also got the twins. The first week of the oh, twins. Oh, don't make me ill. <laughs> don't make me ill. All the websites are saying exactly the same. They've got no talent whatsoever. On Facebook, there are so many different pages to say, get these twins off our yeah. planet. And, and you know that they're going to keep them on there because they're, get, they're getting publicity. They won't win, no. but they're getting coverage. Absolutely. And I think that even if they are voted out this week, this Sunday, because yeah. it's, be. it's the first thing, isn't it, this, this weekend, yeah. we've got the live but show. That black girl who wins. I'm telling you, she's got the best voice in there. All that group of three girls. They've the got good. the little short dumpy girl they're who's brilliant. got the best voice. They're good. Absolutely brilliant. They're what? Do? They're... Miss Frank. I sometimes wonder whether, we're, whether I'm in the playground or something here or not. It's all a bit Do you think Stacey is good? No, I can't bear from her. Dagenham? No, ghastly. I think she's a bit too stupid. Oh, because I'm like Stacey from Dagenham. Where are you from? Dagenham. Why can't you just say I'm from Dagenham? I like the Why way should she, it be a joke? I like the way she said, oh, I can't believe I just have met Kylie Minogue. I know. The I think she's she, sweet. She's, she's a bit dim, I'm afraid. For a woman who's had a baby, it's probably like, I don't know how I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit, she is a bit stupid, I'm afraid. She's a bit Chantel. Yeah, she, she talks is like a little Chantel. bit. Well, she comes from the same sort of area, doesn't yeah. she? Dagenham Single mother, almost. surprise, surprise. But I do think she's she's very talented. Yeah, but she's not going to make Great it. Voice. She's too stupid. You can, how can you put her in for an in-conversation? Hello, Stacey, how are you? Ah! Well, she can't do in-conversation. Exactly, she couldn't do anything. She's been around she could not five do minutes. in-conversation. Conversation. No, she couldn't, because she couldn't, you couldn't make her last on an interview. No, 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 last eight seconds. It would be true. But I did watch the new video, and I'm modelling myself on Aston in JLS. I'm getting to the... When I dance now, I lift up my shirt a little bit and show my ripped stomach. And do you wear a thick white belt with your jeans? Sorry? A thick white belt. No, no, I've done away with the belt completely. Now I've decided if I pull my jeans down halfway down the bottom, yes. it gives that, that sort of youthful look. Slender. Makes slender. Look slender. It makes me look much slimmer. Yes. And you can see the, the, the top band of my Asda pants, and it's very appealing. I thought your pictures of you in Egypt made you look extremely very slim. Very slim. Well, in one of them, somebody said I looked like Ricky Gervais. You did. I was a bit hurt An by eight that. stone Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I thought the one of me on the camel. I don't know who more surprised, me or the camel. <laughs> yes. I think you should have had one of those things on your head. I wanted to wear a full burqa. <laughs> a burqa. Just to make it interesting. <laughs> there is a guy in um, Saudi Arabia, <clears throat> and he's uh, a professor of Islam. Mm-hmm. And his campaign at the moment is to stop women wearing this all-in-one... Right, cover your whole face. Cover the whole thing, face yeah. just with the... Uh, the, uh, the oh, sorry, I'll do it in a minute. <laughs> Did you see that there was an article in the paper last <laughs> night? Oh, you're distracted. Um, sad, with a piece of paper. Very sad. Um, no, I haven't finished the... telling you. I must tell you. Oh, yes, this. it's about the man in and Saudi he's, Arabia. He's, he's going up to these girls and he's saying, it says nowhere in the Quran you need to wear this. Take it off. And he's made them take it off. Excellent. And it makes women feel a lot more liberated as opposed to being, you know, under the thumb. And he said, it's not. He said, he said to them, I know the Quran better than you or your parents. Take it off. 
That's marvellous. And they can be modestly dressed, but you don't need the... Uh, the full thing. The full with the, thing. With the grill Looks thing ridiculous. He on. said generally it's sort of people who've only just discovered it and they think, oh, that's what you put on. He said, but you don't need to do it But they all, all wear Gucci underneath. Absolutely. Underneath and normal clothes. Yeah, they love trainers. Trainers. He wears trainers. Very little feet. He seems to think, bless his heart next door, that his feet are going to change in size. And I said, no, I think that's it. They've stopped growing. Yeah, the only thing he that... thinks that they're going to keep growing. They won't. Well, how big is his feet now? Tiny. Could have been a ballerina. Really? They're very small, yeah. I suppose for a cage fighter. Supposed to a cage fighter. <laughs> yes, we're all cage fighters this morning. <coughs> well, Cross-dressing you... cage fighters. I like the idea of someone buying women's clothes on your credit card. Yes, what sort? You say, if it was something attractive, like Pat would have worn in EastEnders, I could understand it. Or something that Cheryl called a floral yeah. tent, you know, would be attractive. But I can't wear anything that emphasises figure. It was 100 How much did they spend? 195 Well, it didn't go through, but that's who it would, it would have gone through for and women's clothing. Women's clothing? It could have been a very expensive handbag. You know, something that Samantha yes, Cameron true, might actually, buy. Yes, that's true, actually. Because I then started worrying about the producer, thinking, have I left my wallet out there? And you know what people are like? They go through it and they go, let's have a look, see what cards you've got. Well, I've only got two. I've got that and I've got a Switch card. And he might have gone through it and thought, let's see if I could perhaps order something. Yes. You know, and that was the first site he came to. You know, A, B, C for clothes, you know. I mean, and he might have clicked the wrong thing, you know, W or M. <laughs> what, you mean it's upside down? It's he's upside dyslexic, down, he's dyslexic, so he's clicked on the women's section, he's probably bought a poncho. And, of course, if you go somewhere like Miss Sell, uh, one of those stores in the yeah. West End, that sell, you know, they're like a unisex shop. Are it they? might come up as ladies' clothing, but you, it could have a men's section. Yes. It's just the computer just says, this yeah. is a sale. Yeah. So you could have really bought By the way, it's very worrying, isn't pants. it? Sorry? What, someone borrowing your money? Nathan's bought new pants. He buys them from Top Man. Oh, right. And he bought them the other week because they, they look like... Do you remember years ago when... I don't know if you ever went down to the beach, on the, but they had um, a piece of cardboard that they would put onto what looked like something that you did a clay pot on, and they pushed the button, it spun round, and you squeezed paint on, and it gave a pattern. Yes. Yeah, like I that. know what you mean. Well, he's, yeah. he's got pants that look like that. Oh, like almost like tie or like someone splattered yes, paint over them. Like sp- splattered paint. But they're, they're, he said they're from Top Man, Uncle Steve. Oh, are they nice? Yes, well, yes, he's, he's also started wearing his jeans halfway down his bottom. Well, that's the 11. way to wear them. At 11, I ask you. I think anything above that is just ridiculous. I bought new pants. Have you? Yeah. You didn't buy these ones, though? No, 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 I didn't buy it. No, no, no. It took quite, it took quite a while for me to buy them. It's very difficult. If you go, I Do went you know to... your size? My size, medium. Oh, you, oh, right. Because when you go out to buy them now, if you buy them in Marks and Spencers, they do size 36 to 38 or 35 to 38 inch waist. Right. And I can never remember what size waist I am. I know roughly. Well, it depends. I think I don't want them too baggy. And also, you have to. Be... On the other hand, I don't want them too tight because when I get un- undressed in the gymnasium, <laughs> you know, I don't want people to go, his pants are too tight. Yeah. But the thing about pants is, remember, <laughs> with your waist, the way... Try and conjure this one up. <laughs> are you Only wearing... on early breakfast on LBC. How tight are your pants? <laughs> we haven't been bleeped yet. <laughs> it should be a television programme. How clean is your house? How, How tight, tight are your, are your pants? pants? Yeah. You see, everybody I does I did buy it. some boxer shorts, actually. Very beautiful ones. Don't like boxers. No, I've gone right off them, them, but they're gorgeous colours, and I'd, yeah. I'd bring a pair in one week just to show you, because oh. there's a whole section in there, yellows and Look greens and, and white. <laughs> but they're, really? a little, they're a little tight round the thigh. The waist trunks? is fine. No, no, they're not the not trunks that that grip. Oh. They're kind of look, but they're they're a little tight. Anyway, I haven't worn them because right. I bought these new pants, and the new pants oh. are fantastic. And they're from Next. It took me twenty minutes to choose them because well, they've got so different many... styles. Have they got dozens? Really? I didn't know where to start, and they were different shapes, different sizes. Some cling, some oh, don't, and all dear. that. Anyway, I just bought plain old pants. Anyway, they're lovely. Yeah. In fact, I hardly ever want to take them off, which is rare for me. I like trunks, but then I got confused last week. Five buttons or three button fly? Oh, yeah, well... 
Well, I thought, I don't want to look small, so I bought five <laughs> buttons. <laughs> There's no point, is there? That's, I, don't want the, I don't want the checkout person sniggering. And in, in, in Peter Andre's <laughs> programme last night on ITV2, what, ha- what Pete did next... I can amuse myself here, you know. I don't need an audience. <laughs> Not really. It's a keep radio yourself, mirror, isn't it? Keep yourself happy. <laughs> in Peter Andre's programme last night, which I watched oh, about I ten minutes... Oh, I didn't watch it. Did you watch oh, it? It's so it, dreary, it I can't ghastly. tell you. It's not even worth recording. Who cares? Little fat Greek boy, let's it, face it. He's very, well, he's very good looking. He's hardly yeah, fat. Yeah, but who cares? I know, but it's stomach. just... Who is he? He married Jordan. Big deal. I know. Well, he's Hardly making a comeback. But he did do an underwear mod thing. Yes, he did. I said, we had it on the papers. And it was a sock. He's, we saw him put the sock in. Oh. He said, I'm certainly not doing that. And he said, don't you tell me that David Beckham and all those no, Amani others hasn't got a little something popped down there because yeah. in a cold studio, a man's modesty is just but also, disappears. Well, it's this stupid thing, isn't it, that people have to do that. We all said that at the, uh, at the, at the time. OK, listen, we'll take a very quick break. Uh, let me just quickly go through these here. Uh, Steve, um, had to laugh over your postman rant. So there you go. By the way, does it mean, does tit mean telegram in transit? It <laughs> yeah. does, strangely enough. I'd love it. Do you remember telegrams? Telegrams. Where the postman would knock at the door and go, telegram. But it was always bad news. Yes, my <laughs> one, it said the Titanic's just gone down, your luggage has disappeared. <laughs> I was really upset. My mum used to go quite pale. John, we've got a telegram. You can do it. Yeah. Because it was always sort of bad news. Somebody had died or something awful. Steve says to say hi to Lisa. <clears throat> hi to Lisa. And uh, Steve says, Nick, women's clothes. I thought you were taking up cage fighting. Um, Andrew says, you were talking about your visa cards. I don't have that problem due to having a prepaid card. Had the card with the, uh, the cat one, but I cut it up due to being, keep being pestered by call centres. <laughs> Go to the address, which your card was plundered, and nick the stuff. And Stuart says, are you sure you're not buying women's clothes? Because a lot of cage fighters are, are cross-dressers. Yes, but there was that, that, that thing that Petri was talking about the other day. Two uh, cage fighters in Wales uh, are walking on the street yeah. dressed as women. Yes, I know. And got a, a homophobic attack or... And uh, then they beat them senseless because yes. they didn't realise they were cage fighters. I seriously thought that was actually quite funny and a peculiar Why sort of do way. they I'm dress as women? Break. Sorry? Why do they dress as women? Puffs. Right, it's uh, quarter to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. These are the headlines. The Queen will be at St Paul's Cathedral later for a special service to mark the end of operations in Iraq and honour the 179 British troops who lost their lives. The Met are searching for a teenage gunman after a group of teenagers were fired at in Lambeth yesterday afternoon. Postal staff across London are walking out again today, the day after their union announced the strikes will go national. And scientists are deliberately crashing two spacecraft onto the moon later. They're hoping the dust cloud it throws up will contain water particles. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning uh, to Kilburn. Kilburn High Road still closed. Three. Morning, team. 13 minutes to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. I must uh, do my (coughs) Dell laptop. It's my special today. It finishes at seven, so it's worth going in for. And uh, this one's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. You're always moaning to me. You're always saying, Steve, we don't want a camera. We don't want a phone. We want a laptop. So laptop you have got. This one's preloaded with Windows Vista. It's got a 15-inch screen. Remember, it's for me, for my listeners only. So you and me between now and seven. Nobody else. We're not sharing it. And the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes 7am this morning. You've got an hour and 12 minutes. You text LBC, then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to be, say... 17 pence. 17 pence. You text LBC17. You don't write it, you just do the, the numbers. If you, if you wanted to do, say, £1.64, you do 164 and then send that to treble eight two one. So it's LBC. Then your bid in pence. It won't go high. I promise you. 
The, the, these things, we've had them go 6p, 2p, yeah, 32p, really low prices. And I'll tell you what, so. I'd just like to say, I've got one of them. Yeah. And it's got Vista on it. I know. And it's sensational. I know, I've got a Dell too. Just I do like go it. for it. Go on, go for it. So text LBC, your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight. Two one. Bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at seven a.m. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. <coughs> so after the row over <laughs> Anton Dubeck, oh yes, about with the P word, which we're allowed to say about. We can now say Packy because that's Packy. what he said. Yeah. Bruce Forsyth has waded into it oh, no. and said that it's okay because it's just it's we've all got nicknames. I well, haven't. we haven't, and I the haven't. BBC have had to distance themselves and said this is not our. Our thoughts are taught. This is Bruce. Yes. And the trouble is, you know, Bruce has actually made it worse. Uh, he has. And they've said here, TV legend wades into Strictly Race Storm and makes it worse. Well, it, it does make it worse. It really does make it worse. And he should shut up. He's not a spokesperson. I know, I know. He just left it... But, I, but how do you, do you think he should be, be sacked? Um, I don't think so. No. He has apologised. Carol Thatcher got sacked for using well, the G word. And she apologised as well. She... Well, apparently she didn't. Well, she did apologise, but then she said she, d- she didn't know what she's done wrong. Serious. And mm. Anton Debecker said, I'm not racist. Well, you are if you use that language. Yes, you are. And, and now, and now Br- Bruce shouldn't have said anything, you're right. He shouldn't have he said should a word. Have, should have kept quiet. Nothing to do with him. He needs that job more than anyone. And someone told me that Anton Dubeck is being sort of trained up to take over when Bruce can't do it anymore. Well, that's what they've said, because he looks... Oh, God, the coffee's horrible. <laughs> um, because he looks a bit like Bruce. Well, frankly, perhaps he's got the same sense of humour. Perhaps Maybe. they think this is a normal word to use. Yes. Whereas I don't think it is. No, I think it's quite insulting, and they've had, what, 300 complaints? Yeah. And anyway, the BBC don't need any more complaints. They're already getting com- complaints because of all the nonsense with putting that programme, which I dislike, by the way. The same up against X Factor. They should yeah. have shifted it. Yes, you're right. Yes. Don't you we agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're only doing it. I can understand why, if you're a producer, you're not, you're, you don't want your programme to be seen to be the one after the other one. But nowadays, people record things. It doesn't make any difference. It's not... The BBC don't need to worry about advertising. X Factor would worry about advertising because it's a commercial outfit. But X Factor is better. It's much more interesting, personally. Well, I don't want to see overpaid celebrities lumbering around the floor. To watch Natalie, no. Natalie Cassidy, I'm afraid. Don't be you know. cruel about her. No, I'm not being cruel. Don't be Frankly, cruel about Frankly, you know, when we saw the dancing elephants in Dumbo, she's a bit like that with a little little tutu on. Those dancing elephants were very cute. They were, they were very funny, but they were fat. But, but, okay. They were elephants. They were dancing. I know. We don't find <laughs> slim elephants, do you? Mind you, there's a picture of Vanessa Feltz in the papers today. Is she slim? Oh, is she not? Is she so not? She was a picture turning up at a, at a do, mm-hmm. and they said she's obviously decided now uh, that she's not going to worry about the... Uh... The hot chocolate's lovely, by the way. Oh, you really it? should do the hot chocolate. The coffee. Well, Coffee's disgraceful. Really but uh, John and Edward, the X Factor boys, have now got the a double-page spread in the mirror. Well, of course they have. But they're not going to win it. Unfortunately, somebody needs to tell them, honestly, you've got no talent. Okay? No, but they have got that they have got, got through. And, yeah. and, 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 but he didn't have very good categories, did he? No. Louis was struggling a little bit. That awful harmony group. I think Simon had the biggest problem. Because all of his were good. Yeah. Do you think he should have put one of the girls through? Are you happy with his three? Do you oh. know who they were? Uh, the no. man with the fuzzy hair. Yeah. Who's very good. The rock singer. Oh, I don't think he's any good. Oh, he is good. Nah, he can belt out a song. Ollie? You like Ollie? 
No, can't bear Ollie. That's Don't... the Essex boy, isn't it? Can't bear him. <laughs> What's wrong with Ollie? Can't bear him. <laughs> He's can't lovely. Him. Naff. Naff. <laughs> the whole world loves naff Ollie. Naff and horrible. Go away. Everybody likes Ollie. Do they? He yeah. won't win. He won't win. He's too naff. <laughs> Who's going to win then? It'll be that girl, that black girl with the shaved hair at the side. What? Yeah, but hang on a minute. What's her name? I can't remember her name. Rachel. 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 She's she's going to win. But do you remember the the black girl last year? Lucy from... No, not Lucy from... She was naff. Oh, no, I agree. I agree with you. I think Lucy's more... I mean, Lucy's fantastic. She wasn't naff. She was naff. Are you mad? Did you hear On her sing that song? On the wings so- of love. She didn't oh, sing that dear. song, did no, she? No, I'm just singing that. that really me. badly. And I'm about as good as she is. And you haven't got the X factor. I certainly have. You I've have got not. the X, the Y, you've, the G. No, you've got a V factor. <laughs> v factor. <laughs> like your pants. Oh. I think Lucy's very, very high. I think Ollie... Remember, it's not all about just talent. It's going to be a girl. It's about... Not again. It will be a girl. And I'll tell you for why. They don't want a boy to win. A boy is too difficult to manage. A girl, you can say, right, do... I mean, have you seen Alexandra Burke's new single? Uh, I haven't heard it, actually. Oh, my God. I mean, it's... it's when I first saw it, I'm watching... Because they look like American dancers surrounding mm. her. And they're very good, and it's a real funky dance. And I looked, I thought, is that Alexandra? Because I couldn't quite... Because I thought, perhaps she looks- she'll do a ballad, because that's what they normally do. Oh, no, this is an up-tempo... Yeah. Real funky song. We've got her on next week. Oh, have you at Heaven? Yes. Right. Yeah, next oh, Saturday. she'll do really well. Oh, she'll be doing well. And we'll also have on, whoever gets kicked out this Sunday will be on us well, next Saturday. We'll have Saturday. the twins down at Heaven, then. That's what big, I said Big surprise Jeremy. there. I said to Jeremy, as soon as <laughs> Louis put them through, I went, there's our first act. <laughs> I think they'll need locking up yeah. before they go on. St- what will they sing? Whatever they sung this week, They'll probably I sing... I'm a pink toothbrush, you're a blue toothbrush. Have we met somewhere before? You've got to think with an Irish accent, though. Yes. Oh, Delaney had a donkey that everyone admired. This is, in case you've just tuned in, this is not the Valdunican show. This is Steve Allen's X Factor audition. I'm through to the final. I feel a bit sorry for David Hasselhoff. Can we get this man dried out again? He was drunk, wasn't uh, he? He was drunk again. Drinking uh, for days, had to be taken to hospital after accidentally thumping a doctor at the end of his booze bender. The man's got a serious drink problem. You remember last month he was rushed to A&E. His daughter found him collapsed at home. Get it sorted, David. Get it sorted quickly. Otherwise, we won't be reading anything about you in the paper apart from the fact that uh, you're not with us anymore. Simon Cowell's party. He had to leave out the back door. Yes, he was so because drunk. he was so drunk. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? If you, if you have a drink problem, you don't even have to drink very much. For it to ha- have such a huge effect. Yeah. In fact, people like you that, you know, drink moderately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me. I say, I say that with my tongue in firmly in Listen, my cheek. I, I will not deny that I, I've, had, I've had one or two evenings where I've been on a bender. Yeah, I'd also like to point out to you while I was sitting in my lovely cab with a very nice driver this morning that... You suddenly said, well, I've never, ever drunk. I've drunk one, maybe one and a half. Bottles, yeah, because so he next door, I said, you know, one bottle, two bottles, and he went three. Yes. I've never done three. Yes, you have. When? You have. More than. Oh, dear. And don't say. look at me like that. Well, it must have been water then, I <laughs> It suppose. was not water. It must have been something else. In fact, I remember you asking, is there any more? Really? <laughs> yes. Actually, we, you know, I can't remember. We pushed you into things. a cab at the time, <laughs> <laughs> feet first. Well, I had to be carried home. The last time I was carried home from... Twickenham High Street. My trousers fell down halfway down the street. Paul Lynn. I, she, I said, oh, my trousers have fallen down. Because <laughs> they, if they're holding you up as they're dragging you along. And then the time before that, my friend Michael and a lovely girl from Paul Cooper's Fruit and Veg Shop. And incidentally, I'm sorry, Mrs Cooper, you've not got your mugs. He's not brought them home to you yet, but he will. And she had to carry me home. And again, 
in the end, I just slumped in a doorway. It was pathetic to watch. It's scary. It's because people spike my drinks because they know I'm quite funny. What with alcohol? Yes, with other (laughs) alcohol. They spike my drinks. But I'm you better don't, with rum. You don't drink spirits anymore no, now, do you? No. Because you used to drink vodka. I did used to drink vodka. I still do a little bit vodka of vodka. And but, uh, yeah, well, Orange? vodka and Diet Coke, strangely. Right. I that's... tried it with cranberry, and then I tried it with mango. Oh. Oh, and I love mango. Oh, I don't like mango. Oh, do you not? Funny, earthy taste about it. Really? Mm. Oh, no, mango. Mango and vodka is delicious. I remember, I've had mangoes off the tree. Have you? Yeah. Just pick them off. I the wish they would and... make mango without that huge stone in the middle. They can do everything else nowadays. We were talking about fruit yesterday, and Phil, the producer, and I were talking about fruit. And I said, I, I like soft fruit. Mm. He likes hard fruit, so he well, keeps his apples in the fridge. I, I know. I quite like my pear in the fridge. A pear. All oh, right. But my favourite fruit's a banana. That's a trick if you can do it. A banana. A banana. My bananas. Down are the in best. price. Six pence a banana no. now. They're that cheap, and they're supposed to be very good for you. They are very good for you. They're full of calcium and give you energy. Yeah. Oh, they're Did the you nicest. used to like bananas? We used to have years ago, as a, as a cheap dessert or pudding, we would have sliced bananas with carnation milk. Lovely. I could eat that now. Could I you? Could eat a big bowl of that. Did you do banana sandwiches with sugar on them? Yes. Oh, right. I grew up with banana. In fact, we, my mum my mum liked sugar sandwiches. Forget the banana. Oh, we, when we used to go to motorway service stations, why, I've got no idea as a family, but we would pick up, either you used to have bowls of sugar cubes, you put it in your mouth and wait for it to melt, mm. or you'd get a packet of sugar, rip it off and tip it into your mouth. Yeah, why did we do that? Because we so like the bad taste for you. It. I know. Yeah, but everything that was, we thought was bad for us. Is uh, now not... Is, it, it still is. It's now it's still worse. bad for us, but at the time we didn't think it was bad. No, it was all right. And sugar sandwiches, lovely. But banana... I had a banana sandwich the other day. I don't even have any sugar at home. I but, used to keep sugar at home in case people called. What, called what? <laughs> what a bar- call. Do you have any sugar I could borrow? <laughs> Excuse me, Sid, do you have any sugar? Do you know I have? Pop in. Three days later. <laughs> They'd finally get back to the front door sugar. again. Yeah, and, sh- and people used to pop in for a couple of... Actually, it was a way of meeting your next-door neighbour. Yes. You never actually wanted sugar, but you'd go and you'd see somebody think, oh, I'd like to get to know you. She'd knock on the door and go, you haven't got a spare pint of milk, have you? <laughs> you go, yeah, wait a minute, I'll just go and get the cow. <laughs> Bring the cow out. I often give loan my... My neighbour often borrows sugar from me, and milk. It's because you're living in a squat, that's why. She just hasn't got any friends. She's got no friends. <laughs> She's that desperate. Right, listen, very, sh- very quick break for the, uh, for the news. And then uh, to the other side of that, we shall uh, wander through the place. Take all your texts and uh, emails... Uh, one of the columnists today, only one, is saying, don't sack the Burke that is Tony Beak, who is Anton Dubeck. Don't sack him. Yeah, don't. Saying. Everybody else is saying, fire him, because there's got to be some sort of retribution on this. And I have spoken on LBC. Hey, boss, you know you said we need to look around for better prices to keep us competitive. Morning, team. Nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's Friday early breakfast show on LBC. My very own How Low today. It's a Dell laptop. Details coming up the other side of the news. Plus more of your texts and emails on 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We'll tell you what's happening with uh, with Nick Ferrari this morning. A couple of special guests you will want to get involved with. The paper reviewer is John Nicholl, the former RAF officer, now broadcaster. And uh, they'll be talking to a number of people, but it will be... Uh, the Met Police Commissioner, Sir Paul Stevenson, and Mayor Boris Johnson will be joining Nick in the studio live this morning, right here on 97.3. That's all coming up very shortly, but next, it's the news. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Eight minutes, one, two, yeah, eight minutes past six, in case you're clock-watching this, uh, this Friday morning. Dee says, uh, morning both. I love telegrams. We got them on the first nights in the theatre, and you did send one for birthdays as well. See? Happy days. Lovely telegram. telegrams. And you could keep it. 
And when you used to do it, they used to read it back and it used to go, frankly, stop, I don't care, stop, who's in power, stop, yes. but it be it, Labour, stop. They used to do that, didn't they? Yeah. Stop. And what it used to say, uh, the Titanic, stop, has sunk, stop, somewhere, stop, off the coast yeah. of, stop. And it was lovely to hear that. Somebody sent that one from America. It was a Hollywood producer, and they were trying to leave it alone. <laughs> they were they, they they were trying to find out how old Cary Grant was to put it in his bio. So they sent the telegram. How old Cary Grant? Cary Grant picked it up and sent back. Old Cary Grant. Well, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those uh, those famous one. Uh, D says, "Oh, police! That girl from the X Factor is a fake. Putting on the act. I've been to Essex, and no one is that dumb." Oh, she's from Dagenham. I know, but she's just stupid. I don't think Dagenham's in Essex, is it? Dagenham's yeah, borough of London. Is. Well, it's, I know it's a borough. It's of an Essex border. It's an Essex border, and hmm. all because she sounds so much like Chantel. Yeah, I'm but afraid. she sings. She sings incredibly well. Yeah, but she's not gonna. She's not got that. The whole program is called the X Factor. Mm. She does not have that X Factor. Pizzazz. She does not have that pizzazz. You know, you can watch. I remember seeing people on stage. You go watch certain people on stage, and they've got they've got something that comes over the footlights. Whatever yeah. it is, it's an X Factor. You can uh, listen to people on the radio. They can say exactly the same words. Some. I've got the X factor. Some haven't. Yes, I know. It is. It is. You know, it's, you so can't who, describe what it is. So you don't think the twins have the X factor? No, not no. A, no. But they do but have. They, but they. But what they have is media interest because they're so dumb. Yes, and because they, they're so arrogant. They've got new. Or the, they're a front page of the newspapers. Yeah. They're, 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 they're exactly what. Nowhere. They're they what the, the programme wants. They yes. want something like that, because we can't have all the tears anymore. It's misleading, anymore. because what they're doing to people who are quite simple, they're building them up. Yes. And they be- a little bit like Anton Dubeck. He's believed his own publicity. He's believed that he's very funny and the public love him. They now hate him. They now don't like yes. him. They're that fickle, the public, that you do something, you think, oh, I can get away with that, and you can't get no, away with can't. it. No, you can't. And you only need the tiniest little slur, yeah. and that's what people remember. They don't remember the other things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, eventually all this will backfire. Now, all I'm waiting for is when he waltzes on, Strictly Come Dancing on Saturday, will he be all smarmy, or will he have to play it down, or will he not be there? He will be there. Because otherwise, somebody in that audience might go, racist! Yeah, they might. They it's live, might. isn't it? It's a live show. You never know. Yeah. No, no, no. It could be. It's very interesting to see what kind of... You know, you can listen... Because when they come out, there's always a great big applause, isn't there? Yeah. Maybe he won't get so much applause. But then, of course, he's well, still... Well, the BBC will have, bit, will have issued instructions to that audience. And what they will do is they will probably tape applause. They will have applause to put over the top of it. A those. little bit of extra applause yes. that you wouldn't have. And also, as well, it's not fair because his partner yeah. hasn't done anything wrong. And they should be applauding her, not him. Yes. That's what, really, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Johnny says, has John Warrington gone balmy mad? Right. Bigging up X Factor and giving the impression there's real talent appearing. It's karaoke, but not as we know it. I think there is talent, and I, and I enjoy watching the programme. But most of these people have been round the block before. They've either been on the show before, they've been in West End shows, or they're in groups. So there's a, the, the, they've obviously trawled it as much as they can. Well, of course. I'm and the only I, one who's not been on it. I mean, the, the, the guy with the fuzzy hair... The, the, the Afro-y type pair. Where can you put him? He's very sweet. Jamie, his name is. Is his name Jamie? Do you know all of them? I Phil? hope so. I, mean, I wish bit... I did. You see, I wouldn't know who any of them were. I watched the programme, but I don't know who any... You know who these people are? Mm, I don't know most of them. You went to boot camp? Oh, he... Did he watch it? He went to boot he camp. He went to the audience? In the audience. Oh, but it was good, wasn't it? Oh, damn. Yeah, excellent. That's sad. Have you been to other television programmes? <laughs> Just the only one you've been to. Yeah. Was there a reason you went to boot camp? <laughs> what? 
You got free free tickets. Well, they're always free. They don't, you don't pay bit, for I it. I think I'll mark him down on my Christmas card list as sort of a <laughs> little bit worrying. I think today went to boot. Camp. I still think it's a great program. Oh, I, I, I do enjoy. Oh, it. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. It's a great program. I love it. I just think that what we're doing is we're trawling the country to look for somebody who might not really be able to sing. I mean, if you heard Cheryl Cole's new single, well, Cheryl Cole can't sing. Well, in this one, she can. Oh, of course in she can. In this one, because it's been through the studio mixer. Of course it can. She, but she can't sing. She can't sing. We know she can't sing. I've heard her not sing. I've heard her not sing, <laughs> she too. She was terrible. Flat as a pancake. Yeah, but she looks lovely. You see, she's got the X Factor. She's got the twinkling eyes. Oh, I, listen, I, I have to be honest. I'm not a fan of Cheryl Cole. I think she looks great. Mm, Absolutely she does. Absolutely think she looks fantastic. And what she's done is she's one of these girls from the rough council estate. She's been in trouble with the law as indeed have many members of her family, and she's distanced herself from them. Married well. She's, yeah, well, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him, but what she's done is she's done very well, and in fact, had Simon Cowell had the choice, he probably would have gone out with her because she looks the part. She's learnt how to play the game. She's learnt yes. how to do it properly. She doesn't sit there and because she could be all slovenly. And she's learnt it very fast, so I oh, think yeah, that, she... that's to be applauded. She looks fantastic. And I think she wants to be the new Victoria Beckham. Well, I wouldn't recommend anybody wanting to be the new... No, you should be yourself. Always be yourself. Always be like the new Cheryl Cole or whatever it is. But she's got she's got the L'Oreal thing now coming on, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, nice poor bit. old Vic could never get that. She hasn't got enough hair to do the L'Oreal thing. <laughs> she's got enough eyes. Poor Dawn thing. in slip was not very well the other day. She did make me feel a bit better when I got the wishes. I've got a horrible cold. She said I should have been going to an Alastair Griffin gig in York and spent most of the day in bed. I should be going to see the fancy toys at the Bedford tonight, Thursday, but I'm still not well... At least that was shown on the webcam. And I haven't listened to the show live the past couple of days, but you've cheered me up. And I do love the photos from your holiday in Egypt. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, Dawn. <laughs> but anyway, it, as yesterday LBC was 36 <clears throat> years young, there was a whole page of LBC photos. They were wonderful. Weren't they good? Oh, I love them. God, Therese Burt. Yes. You. Yeah. I mean, everyone's on there. Me again. You, lots of you. Lots of me. Looking younger and younger and younger. You know why there were lots of me? And this is, it's going to sound really awful to say, but I have to say, anyway, when they used to get the photos done years ago, they would get 500 made of each presenter. Mm. Mine would go very quickly. Now, the reason is, people probably couldn't believe what I looked like. Well, they were curious. So they would always order 1,500 of me because even our religious affairs correspondent, even after having been here for years, when he left, out of his 500, he still had 499 left. Because nobody's particularly interested in that kind of thing. So they've always ordered more of me to mm -hmm. get rid of them. Now we're having new ones taken, uh, but you can go onto the internet, you could download these ones that are on there. So you can see how much cosmetic surgery and Botox has changed over the years. You know, far from having sort of, you know, hamsters stuck in my mouth over the years and uh, monkey glands. Now, of course, it's all Botox, which is lovely. Quarter past six. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. David Cameron's won praise from his party and many of the papers for his... Thank you very much indeed. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, we'll start uh, with problems on the A5 2.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 620... Yes. <laughs> Not quite. 6.20, very, very nearly. <laughs> very nearly. Natalie says, John is right, Jamie... It's a great singer as well as Daniel, spelt D A N Y L. Yes, we like. I think. Yeah, but they've not got. They might be great singers, but they're not got the X factor. Oh, I don't. So what? What is the X factor? I don't know. Do you if have you it? Could, absolutely. If, not. You, if you could, if you could bottle it, <clears throat> then it would be great. You don't know what it is, but you know when somebody's got it. It's like being in a in a bar or being in a club, and there can be hundreds of people in there, 
but one person will stand out and you'll be going, my God, you might have only caught a brief brief glimpse of them, Mm. but that person has got that factor for that night. I don't care what it is. But it's only something you look at. <clears throat> Isn't it? If, if you're only seeing no, someone... No, yes, on... but if you're watching somebody on the stage... For example, I've seen Julie Andrews <clears throat> on the stage yes. in the company of a load of other people. I have no idea who they were because all I watched was Julie Andrews. She's got the X factor. If, if people are watching you, it doesn't matter what's, what's happening, you're just, you're just you're drawn, drawn to them. to them, yes. They're, they're, I understand yeah. that completely. But surely to have the X factor is, to, is a combination of things. Looks, personality, charm... And talents. Sometimes not necessarily looks. <clears throat> Sometimes looks don't don't really matter that much. Personality is is very important. Much much more important. Yes. So you're telling me that if somebody ha- could sing, had a lovely personality, and stood on that stage, but looked like Quasimodo or Quasimodo, wherever mm. his name is, you would say they have got the X factor. Susan Boyle's album <laughs> is out at Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it is. It's. It's. I can't describe what it is, but it doesn't come down to looks. It comes down it to what comes looks. over. I've, I've interviewed some people who are on television, and they've got this magnetism. Mm. It comes through. The camera loves them. You see other people, the camera couldn't care less. No. But that's why some people work on t- And they all go, I think <clears> I'll be a presenter. And you think, well, it depends if the camera likes you. I mean, I don't have looks. You know, so that's why I developed a personality. But you did have looks. And it's better to have been beautiful once than to have never been beautiful at all, even if it only was for 38 seconds. During that photograph. And for that, I'm going to send your Christmas card off today because (laughs) I have a feeling that they'll all be striking by Christmas. You should put it in the same envelope as the Easter card and they'll probably all arrive at the same time. (laughs) I notice the bills aren't delayed. No. They fall on the map. Bills managed to get... I think they come round and deliver my hand with the bills. (laughs) They do, I think. Don't you keep your toilet rolls, incidentally? Where? Yes. Well, in which bathroom? Upstairs bathroom? The main... Yes. Yeah, the the bathroom upstairs. They are by the loo on one of those poles. Yes. Stacked up. There's six of them in there. Nice ones. Yes. And then downstairs in my own private bathroom, they're in a cupboard. Because they're all built in cupboard. And I've got one on the, um, on a roll, of course. Yeah. And you have plain... Always plain. Always white. Oh, right. White and triple quilted. Right. See, I, at the and moment perfumed. I'm going through a... F- Sorry? They're perfumed as oh. well. Waitrose do them. At the moment I'm going through a fleur-de-lis phase. <laughs> Quite like fleur-de-lis got, toilet paper. You mean you've got all things over them? Yeah. Like kitchen roll, then, it looks like. No, it's not like kitchen it roll is. at all. It no, is. No, it's not. Believe uh, me, it's not kitchen roll. It's, it's very nice. Fleur-de-lis. Soft. But you had Santa Claus <laughs> ones as well once. Yes, I do have Santa Claus toilet paper at Christmas. Which only comes out at Christmas. For Christmas Day only. Yes. So one yeah. roll. I like you. that though. I think that's that's sort of fun. I think that's kind of that's sort of. I mean, I wouldn't have Christmas china, or anything like that. Oh, I know someone who's got a Christmas dinner set, a oh, really? Wedgwood Christmas dinner set, oh. which has got holly and ivy all around it, oh, and no, Christmas no. puddings, and <laughs> oh, it's worth a lot of money, I would think. It probably is. Yeah. If you only bring it, use it once. Can't you can't use it in June. Sandra and Gordon from Sunny Tooting. He's actually back at home while the experts at St George's try and find out what's wrong with him. All very frustrating, he said, but one must be patient. He said, can you thank all the wonderful staff at St George's? Special thanks to Sandra and Paul for all the visits. By the way, we love the Egypt pictures, particularly the one of you in the Sphinx. Are you on the left or the right? <laughs> Cheeky devil. <laughs> I, I, I foresee a long illness, Gordon. <laughs> Quite a long illness. Uh, John Nicholl is with Nick Ferrari. After news at seven. Also, Sir Paul Stevenson, the Met Police Commissioner, and the Mayor Boris Johnson. 
I've been seven minutes past eight. Busy be morning, in. isn't Very it? Very busy morning, yes. All Very the top-notch people coming in. And uh, and uh, one from Malcolm who says, uh, I get up early like you and you brighten what is normally a dark, dreary morning with your witty repartee. Lovely. That's nice, isn't it? Like to be bright. Uh, Jeff, I shall sort out your uh, your problem with your podcasting. I shall get the boys to sort that out for today. Andrew Pierce on Sunday at 11, uh, he's got uh, Geoffrey Archer on the programmes. He'll be giving his, his views on David Cameron. And strange enough, Bono turned up at the Conservative Party conference. Yes, that was interesting, was it, wasn't it? it? The other year, he turned up for the Labour conference. He just likes to get himself about a yeah, bit, doesn't why, he? Why, why, why? And Anne says, uh, you've converted my husband. I deny it. It is not true. <laughs> You'll have to take me to court. We what? have tea in bed and a good laugh. And a cross-dressing. <laughs> You'll be cross-dressing <laughs> next. Because we're all cross-dressing cage fighters, <laughs> aren't we? Not, <clears> I think. <throat> uh, very quickly, let me just uh, clear some of these up. Uh, this morning, from... Um, uh, from Ian, who says, uh, I read that Daniela Westbrook is appearing in Dancing on Ice, as ice is the street name for cocaine. Is that actually a challenge for her? Is uh, ice the street name for cocaine? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I've learned something Wanna I didn't know. Want to score some ice? Yes. Mashed banana and sugar sandwiches, oh. says Lindsay. Oh, lovely. Yuck. I think I'll bring in uh, oh, some don't, banana don't, sandwiches. Don't, 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 don't. I wasn't going to bring them in for you. I was going to bring them in for me. I could have a banana sandwich. Got to be, yeah. I'd be like it with brown bread, though. Oh, no, I can't bear brown bread. bread. <laughs> Why? I don't like brown bread. I just think it's, it's for sandal-wearing, caftan-wearing lovers. What's, but brown bread is better no, for you. No, it's not better for you. No, I wouldn't... It's, it's a myth when <clears throat> people say brown bread is good for you. It's, it's as good for you as white bread is. A decent loaf of white bread is just as good. You don't need bits in it and poppy seeds and all that rubbish. Isn't it the Cockney slang for dead? Brown bread. You eat brown bread, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it is the right word. I do like brown bread, but I don't like brown bread toasted. I like white bread toasted. Yeah. It's very important. And I'll tell you what I do like. I do like <laughs> a, um, a bloomer. Oh, a bloomer. Or a cottage loaf. And you rip it open, you put butter on and some cheese. That's quite nice. That's very, very or nice. Or failing that, you put it in your halogen oven just with some spree cheese sprinkled on... I was going to say some breeze <laughs> chinkled on the and top. And what type of cheese are we using here, Cheddar? Um, parmesan? Yes, I, no, we don't use parmesan. <clears throat> parmesan is just... Just... Just what? naff. Oh, I love parmesan. Do you know why yeah. I like parmesan? Just a piece of it on its oh, own. No. I on hate the... it. You're in a restaurant and you order something like, you know, spaghetti or whatever. They come round with a giant pepper mill, <laughs> wave it under your nose. You like a black pepper? No. I always say no as well. I don't I like pepper or kebab. salt. Uh, I'll just have meat, please. You want chilli sauce? No, just meat. You want salad? Just meat. <laughs> don't you have salad with it? No. When was the last time you had a kebab? I just like the meat. Why bother with the bun thing, then? Just have a well, bowl of Well, I'm quite happy without the pita bread, either. <laughs> in fact, why don't you just sort of, I'll lie back on the floor, just it's empty It's very it greasy. It's really bad for you. Oh, it's just... full of fat. That's why children eat it, because it's all right for them, because they've got different metabolism. But when you're our age... I was explaining to Phil earlier on, because he was sort of, A, he's worried about the fact that his feet are not going to grow anymore, and he's obviously destined to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> and, and the other thing is that he's, his hair is going to fall out because it's light brown. And I've said, light brown to blonde hair... Is, is finer than most people's hair, is and it? that will fall... Yes, it will fall out. And definitely. what colour is mine? Sorry? What colour was mine? Dark. I'm dark, yeah, yeah I've got dark his, his is actually sort of, you know... Fair-haired. Fair-haired, so it, it will fall out. And also, I said, you're not going to get any taller. <laughs> well, anyway, once we picked him up off the floor and he'd stopped crying... <laughs> the poor was... boy is now suicidal, of course. <laughs> you've not <laughs> said a good thing about this is, him. This is what you've got to look forward to. The one thing is, he did say... don't grow any bigger, do they? But size eight... Size eight is a normal. That is standard. Standard size for a woman. Yes. For a man, no, because I'm 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 eight and a half as You're well. You're not. I am, and I'm I'm a little taller than him. I'm eleven. I know you are. Eleven. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm a ten and a half, but eleven in Wellingtons. So show me your feet, not don't the foot itself, just no. the shoe. Yeah. See, they don't look that big. 
Well, I promise you, these are ten no. and a half. Yeah. There's not that much Ballet difference. dancers' feet. <laughs> ballet dancers' feet. In fact, you two could be in the corps de ballet. We could be called. We hard. could be called Twinkle and Toes. You could be Twinkle and Toes. Uh, Steve, after all the doubters of the moon landing, says John, what chance have you got with your pictures? Uh, it looks like a five-year-old has been at Photoshop. Very bitter and twisted. I don't like that kind of talk, I'm afraid, this time. Especially not on a Friday morning when I'm feeling in a particularly good mood. LBC 97.3. Addicts be- It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. LBC 97.3. Time now, 6.30. Right, here we go at 26 minutes to seven. Another winner. Really? Another winner. For no, me? Yes, Noah Fowl for you, Matthew. One at nine to four. Yeah. Your profit, £4.50. Oh, that's quite good. Which is that's very two good. in a row. That's not bad. Blimey. Mr Cushing only managed three consecutive winners. Mr Blacker made it to four, but the all-time record is eight in a row, made by Alex twice. Right. So, well, I'm, says, I'm, I'm, I have to admit, I'm not that confident Well, you never that. know, you never know. Normally we have winners on a Friday, surprisingly, okay. on this programme. Uh, as for my bad week, says Alex, I would like to point out I can afford a bad month before I worry about being caught by the nags yes. in the newsroom. Yes. So here's Farley House. He didn't lose anything because it was a non-runner. Oh. We don't take well, that money seems away. unfair, doesn't it? No, we've, we've always operated that scheme. If it's a non-runner, you can't take money away, only if it loses. I don't think that's fair. Well, it's, well whether I mean, it's fair you, or not, that's Do you get your operate. money back at the betting shop if you... If you yes, if it's a non-runner, yes. Oh, do you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, right, OK. Oh, yeah, you, you wouldn't pay for something that wasn't actually in the race. Right. OK, so today we're off to Wolverhampton, the 6.20, Worth a Kings. I'm assuming the missing word is ransom. But, uh, <laughs> it's called Worth a Kings, so it's win only. And you're going for? Uh, I'm, well, they, they also run at Carlisle and York uh, and at Lingfield, and I'm going for the 2.20 at Lingfield. Timepiece. Timepiece. Yes. Which is a watch. I like the name. I like, I like the name. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. The trouble is, no good liking the name. We have to like its legs and the fact this thing can actually make it over the winning line. <laughs> or maybe it will time travel down. The name the doesn't help. Down down it's a fine filly, this one. I is it a filly? I don't know. <laughs> is it Irish? I think I've never should, met the thing. I think you should start getting, you know, a little bit of... Um, you want their ancestry, do you? Yes, I do. I'm right. Right. Breeding, breeding. How they oh, did the right. last game. Yeah, their form, as it's called. Their oh, the form, form. Yes. right. There, there yeah. are little books you can buy which, which show you uh, the form of different horses. They do, they do. The dogs as well. Yes. When you go to the dogs. Yes, it yes. Too far, yeah, exactly. No, I've been to the dogs. Have I you? Love, I love the dogs. Have you been to Walthamstow? Uh, no, Wimbledon. Oh, right. Ooh, great, dogs. great night out. Yeah. It is, it's amazing. You can, ha- you can have a small Cinzano, <laughs> watch a race... Scampi and fries. ...and have scampi and chips in the basket. Yes. Or you can go posh and you can have a full sit-down meal and these gorgeous ladies come over and take your bets and put them on for you They're and then bring thieves. your winnings. They're called people who come here to rob you, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I was offered um, uh, to go dog racing some years ago. I never, I never took it up. It's brilliant. You should. Really? It's very exciting. Well, if Matthew went, I'm... Uh, and it's quick. <laughs> <laughs> not sure whether it's my sort of standard, but obviously you know, it's OK for him. <laughs> uh, well, have a nice weekend. And you. And we'll find out on Monday if you win. We will. All right, kiddo, thanks for that. Bye. So that's the, uh, the newsroom nag for the weekend. Fingers crossed, as they say. Have you ever, A, managed to haggle a bargain in a Morocco? Morning, everybody. Nice to have company. Food and drink, <laughs> Tom Parker Bowls, this Sunday afternoon from four... If you've ever wondered how to choose and cook the perfect fish dinner, then uh, Tom Parker Bowles will be joined in the studio by C.J. Parker from the Billingsgate Seafood Training School. C.J. will be on hand to take your calls and also to explain why Billingsgate is such an important part of London. Tom will be looking at the world of tequila 
I've never drunk tequila. I'll tell you for why. No, because it's got salt in it, and you apparently you sort of take. Oh, it's lovely. You dip it. Oh, you get the most. You get so drunk. I got drunk, and I got told off. I was on a cruise ship in Mexico, and I was out with some of the crew, which I'm not really supposed to to do do talk about with crew. And we we were very late, and we missed the last tender back to the ship, all because we drank tequila in the midday sun in Cancun, Mexico. And the captain hauled us into his office, passengers, me passenger as well, Mm -hmm. and wagged his finger and says, don't you ever do that again. That cost us 300 or 400 pounds to send an extra tender for you. Well... The uh, barman and tequila supremo, Dre Masso, will be telling Tom why tequila is more than just a student's drink. I didn't think students drank it. I thought it was quite sophisticated now. But anyway, Tom Parker Bowles with Food and Drink Sunday from four on LBC. Not to be missed. He's ever so good. If you can get me me into tequila. Yeah, I heard last week. It was excellent. I really liked it. I've got Debbie Allen. Fame. I want to live forever. Fab- I want to see the new she's film. She's my special guest, I know. Well, she's, she's back in town very shortly, so she's going to be with me on Sunday morning. And don't forget to podcast, and don't forget to go to lbc.co.uk and have a look at the pictures. In conversazione with? Uh, Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen. But this Sunday morning. Have you done the Linda LaPlante one yet? Yes, I've done Linda LaPlante. It's not been out. Ah. I'm st- I'm, I'm, I keep explaining to people I'm stockpiling. Do you know when that's going out? No. Well. I'll, I'll find out, though, on Sunday. The book? Is great. Oh, I know. Silent screen. It's absolutely brilliant. I took it on holiday. Yeah. And my friend Stephen, who was on holiday with me, said to me, would you ever put that book down? For goodness sake. It's a real page turner. I could not stop reading it. Yeah. I was reading it till one o'clock in the morning, you know, with a torch under the sheets at night reading. The- I was reading the book. Yeah. That's what you do. You people know. used to do that. Did you used I to used do, to do that, that when you were little. Yeah. You make a tent in, in the bed. <laughs> and then you got your torch. And you read. And you read your book because other- then your mum wouldn't know. <laughs> I just didn't put the light on. I've got no idea. Because we had to do it. You couldn't do that because your mum will see the light under the door. So you, oh, had, you had the door closed. Well, it wasn't. It was ajar. Well, I had well, the door ajar. About half an inch. Oh, I didn't like being enclosed in. So she would see a full light and say, "Why aren't you asleep yet?" Yeah. But if you had the sheets up over your head and you went underneath the bed, you could read with a little. Torch. I used to fall asleep with the book on my chest. You know, you'd, you'd start reading and your eyes get heavier <laughs> and heavier and heavier, and then you just sort of think, "I'll just close my eyes for a minute." Next thing, it's morning. <laughs> I've fallen asleep. This is every, happens every day it to you, all doesn't the time. it? I'm like clutching my hot water bottle. I'm there first thing in the morning, clutching my hottle bottle. I love hot water bottles. Oh, yes, they're very comforting. Aren't they comforting? When you're ill. Noreen's been going to bed with one for years, apparently. Well, because she's, she's, she likes a hot water bottle. She does, yeah. I've, I've, it's some of my friends do. Linda and Brentwood says, It's clear when you are on stage at the Queen's, Steve, that you are blessed. You have both the X Factor and the looks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All those people who came to the Fairfield Halls in Croydon would tell you the same. And very good lighting. Very clever photography by Chris Christodoulou. And very good lighting. I must just mention, I spoke to uh, magician Terry Seabrook the other day. He phoned me. And I inadvertently picked up the phone and he went, is, is young Alan there? He's always like this. Is young Alan there? And I went, yes, yes. Seabrook here of Watford. Bless his heart. So I shall be working with him, I think, in, in November. Uh, the X Factor comes from sex factor. That's what it is. It's whether somebody's got sex appeal. Right. Because you have to like somebody. It's, 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 I can't really describe it, but some people have got it and some people haven't. You can walk past somebody and think, you've got whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm strangely drawn to but you. But sex appeal is, mm. is, is different for everybody because there are some people that, that, that no, some people, beauty. No, some, some people, people have got sex appeal. Yes. They've so got, they, they don't have to have looks or anything. They've just got that magnetism. It's something you think, 
Oh, I don't know what it is, but I'm strangely drawn to you. It might be the most unusual person, mm. but you're strangely drawn to them. So give me two examples of two people who've got sex appeal. Me. And, and uh, me. And me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me this morning. Safer on the radio, I always think. I don't, somebody who's got sex appeal, I can't... It, it could be a perfect stranger yeah, outside I'd bump into today who might have sex appeal. It might be somebody in this building. Unlikely, <laughs> but it might be. Might be somebody in the, this building later when you've gone. Yes, probably. No, it, it could be. I mean, I, I always, I flirt. Yes, I, I do like too. flirting. I like to see how far I can push it. Yes, I know you do. I've seen you in action. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can be terrible at times. You can be I'm arrested right. at times. Possibly arrested, <laughs> yes, if I'm not being dragged down the street. <laughs> After drinking 3.2 bottles of wine. But I've never done tequila. I've never done tequila. You've never done a shot of tequila? No, I haven't. It's shots. Ne- shots are very in. What's, the, what's the, 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 the salt thing, then? Do you put your finger in... The salt? No, no, no. The, the tequila is salt... Lemon and the shot of tequila. In the same glass? No, 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 no. They're oh. separate. They're oh, three right. different things. Oh. So what you do... <laughs> you do Lemon you do first, that. isn't it? Lemon first, shot of tequila. No, no, salt first. Yeah. Salt on your, on your lips. Oh, shot of tequila and then oh. suck the lemon. Oh, dear me. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. It goes oh, all down it your back. Oh, it sounds horrid. What's the salt? What is the benefit of the salt, then? It's just a combination of different... Like, a salty, right. a, a citrus, and then the tequila, which is... Tequila is quite sort of potato. It's quite a sort of a sharp. See, for taste. me, it's twiglet, cheese football, <laughs> cheesy puffs, drink. <laughs> you like nibbles? I twiglets. do like nibbles. Twiglets are too addictive. Yeah, twiglets are too addictive. Like Pringles, Pringles are a bit too addictive. Very, it's, it's monosonium glutamate. Oh, is it? that what it is? Makes you want more and more. But salt. We're food. always told not to do salt. I don't. I don't like salt. I used to like B fifty twos. Oh, I used to make those. Yes, I used to make those on an aeroplane. I can't once. remember what they were. They were a B fifty two was. Kahlua. Um, what's the Irish one? Whiskey? No. What's the Irish cream? Baileys. Baileys. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Cointreau. Ooh. And you do them in that order. Yeah. And then they sat on each other, so you had the perfect three strikes. Right. And then you knock it back as a shot. Which was the one you set fire to? That's Sambuca. Oh, Sambuca. What is, the, what is this this morning? I don't... Well, I'm, I'm just... Am uh, auditioning for TGI Fridays? Yes. Sambuca? <laughs> 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 Anybody wants to start to... drinking this morning... <laughs> I've always said, as long as you listen to this programme and you're educated, that's fine. Sambuca, you put the coffee beans on the top. Oh, right. So it's a shot. Sambuca's horrible. Oh. Again, a kind of a potato-y taste. Oh. So a little bit shot of t- uh, Sambuca, you put the things and you set light to it, and it, the beans go blue. Blue? Mm. Oh, not really too sure about that one. OK, so now you've had your, uh, your drink lesson. Don't forget my special Dell laptop. The Steve Allen special details coming up very shortly on 97.3. <laughs> News headlines, Matthew Schofield. The newspapers have come out broadly in favour of David Cameron's... 87.3. There you go, it's happening in about uh, 12 minutes' time. Don't forget my exclusive How Low Reverse auction. And today, and it finishes in 12 minutes' time, it's my Dell laptop. Want to get your hands on it? I've got my piece of equipment all ready for you. It's 160 gigabytes of hard drive, plenty of room to store the photos and music, preloaded with Windows Vista, 15-inch screen. It's for you only... It finishes at seven. We're not sharing it with anybody else. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes at seven. For this one, you text LBC and then your bid in pence. So, for example, John, you wanted to pick... £1.12. pence. Okay, you text LBC <coughs> 112, use the numbers, and send that to 88821. So LBC followed by your bid in pence... And then send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at seven a.m., which is eleven minutes time. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Fantastic, nice, isn't it? I'll just quickly go. They're all talking <coughs> about Cameron. They are, um, of course. They're I'm... also talking about Brucey, which we talked about earlier on. They are. 
They're talking for some reason. Uh, an average actress splits up with her boyfriend after 15 months. Oh, who cares? I mean, who cares, <clears throat> to be honest? Uh, Simon uh, might not be on X Factor this weekend. Why? Well, they say he's ill. Poorly. At He'll the moment. be there. The Daily Star have got a picture of Jordan's hunk, <laughs> the so-called cage fighter dressing in women's clothing. Um, and uh, Lloyd Daniels, picture of him. Afro Jamie Archer, a member of Candy Rain. My God, strippers have obviously descended to new depths now. Candy Rain. Pathetic. Candy Rain. Stacey Solomon, one of the finalists, not going to go anywhere at all. And Anton Dubeck with his head down. Best place to keep it, I think, at the moment. Did you see Piers Morgan interviewing Cliff Richard? Uh, it's just been sent to me on uh, disc. Somebody recorded it <laughs> yeah, for me. You and should said watch it. It was another one of these naff... It was so bad. Piers Morgan interviews where he's quite clearly angling to borrow the house. Yeah, or something or other. Yeah, it was all about that. It was all sort of like, oh, I'll just tread there. But no, I won't. I won't go on that. I won't go, I won't talk about that. What was the interview about, though? Was, was it Cliff got an album out, or...? No, I think it's his so many years in show business. And right. then they took him back to the house where he first started. When he first came to England, they lived in a house and where the shadows started. And, of course, Cliff is doing a tour with the shadows. That's right. It's a big tour all over the UK. And yet all the papers come up with is, you know was that question asked, which they've, they've tried on numerous occasions now, because Cliff did an interview on the television mm. and dropped hints about the other side of his life mm. and, then, and then stopped talking about it. And then in a, in a book he talked about the other bit of his life. So Piers, I believe, hinted at and said, so you're living with this priest now. No, no, he didn't say anything about living not, with. Are they not living together? No, they don't seem to be living together. It, oh. it, a friendship has... Uh... Right. Come, but, but, that, but isn't Cliff allowed to have friends at 65, or do they go, what sort of friend is it? Well, they all, that's the kind that's, of thing that the, he was implying. That's what he was at, and yeah. Cliff was having none of it. He said, look, you know, none of, nobody's business. Which is quite but right. But the trouble is, you see, that then fuels it more. If somebody says it's nobody's <clears> business, you say, why can't you just come round right out and go, no? No. What would I'm, be the problem yes, with saying, but, no, I'm not? But why does he have to? I don't ask you every Friday morning. What happens behind closed doors at Steve I'm not Allen Towers? What happens or who closed you doors. live with? I don't want to know. Mm. Well, Teddy. <laughs> the hot water know. bottle. Mince pies. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> Mince pies. Why, why do I need? Why does anybody need to know to know that? Because that because he's in no. the public eye. What, but I haven't asked David Cameron. No, what but goes it's because he's doors. always sort of said, "Oh, the reason I never married is because he was the one who started. Nobody was that interested." But lots of people. He said, "The reason I've never married is because of my Christianity." And so people are going, "Well, loads of people who are Christian are married." Well, he never used that this time. The reason no. he never married is because he never met the right person. Well, that's ridiculous. He's got millions of fans. But, you can always meet the right person. But not necessarily. Yeah. And it, you wouldn't marry it necessarily. Bad to marry a fan because well, I don't know. Gary Newman married a fan. Beca- but but they're normally you know they're they're your fans. Yeah. You want to marry somebody who's going to be more grateful, <laughs> <laughs> who who just likes you for you. Yeah. And maybe that never happened. But with then you him. see this has always come up, and it doesn't. I mean, I, I agree to a certain extent with you. It makes no difference either way, and it doesn't. Why do we care? But then why doesn't he just come out and say no? And that would then end this because at the moment they're going to. You know what's going to happen the moment Cliff passes on to the cloud in the sky. There's going to be a million and one books. Why Cliff never came out? Why this? Why that? Why Cliff always pretended he kept it going? It was a game. It was this and that. I can just see it. Admittedly, it won't make any difference to him. No, and but, but he's always said that he's asexual, isn't he? He says nothing. It's neither Liberace here nor there. was conjured up in a in a. An, um, um, a thing the other day where they contacted the other side mm-hmm. and Roger Foss went to it and Liberace denied from beyond the grave that he was gay and died of an age-related illness right. to this medium. Okay. And uh, 
which, of course, we thought was a bit odd, because that's exactly what did happen. He did die of an AIDS-related illness. But from beyond the grave, and through a medium, he denied it. And he said, no, it's not true, it's rubbish, people are spreading lies about me. But then that that's just shows that the whole thing is nonsense, isn't it? Well, yes. Because <laughs> why would he lie he's dead? Well, he's not I don't... Affect him. Well, perhaps he doesn't think he's dead, I don't know. It's all very confusing. The whole thing... You know, there's far, there's far worse questions to worry about in this world, like why bananas dropped in price. Fantastic, so that I can eat more of them. Yeah, but you shouldn't eat... They're quite fattening bananas, I, I think. know, but I work out and I swim and... Do I'm you? going swimming now, my swimming things are out there. Mm. But not my green speedos, because I keep those for Mediterranean... Mediterranean, climates. yeah. These are my proper pants. Oh, right. Proper swimming trunks. Yeah. I should do 30 lengths after the programme. You won't. Yes, I will. Will you? Yeah. Wow. Oh, did I bring the swimming hat? Oh, have you got that one with the daisies on I bought you? No, 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 no. Well, it's a particularly uh, attractive look. I haven't got that one with the daisies <laughs> because I've got slight daisies on my swim trunks and I prefer the plain oh, one. Oh, I can't bear people with those. I tell you, it's worse, those Hawaii-type short things. Oh, no, mine are proper shorts. Oh, those even worse. They're old men things. No, they're not old speedos. men. Speedos. They're not spe- I'm not doing those lime <laughs> green speedos anymore. Look, you don't wear anything with subject. a pattern on. Look. Anything that looks baggy is just awful. No, they're not baggy. No, they're nice. They fit beautifully. No, that, mean, that means they're tight. too small now. No, they're not too small. They're too small for I'm going to put them on in a minute and come into the studio. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not. Scary man. Don't do that. Look, the price of vintage bubbly is going to be as little as £10 a bottle by Christmas because the recession, oh. we're not drinking as much champagne as we should. Although, that's quite strange because here they are saying, look, you're not buying enough champagne. Everyone's buying Carver and Prosecco. So they're going to bring the price of champagne down. Accepting that all this week we've had conversations saying that they're going to start putting the price of booze up because it is too cheap in the supermarket. Yes, yes. Two peaks in the butt, and that's why we've got all this trouble on the street. Oh, dear. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Lynn from the kiosk in Clacton. Yes, Seabrook was asking after you the other day. He says, your voice has sex appeal. Yours does. Apparently, I don't sound so surprised. <laughs> it's very, very, very sexy. And Carol says, and John, we're moving to a village in Devon today. Talk about manic. Doing this text from an airbed as no bed. We have to wait for the sky to set up so we can listen again online. Fantastic. And what was the book that you couldn't put down, says Harriet? It was Linda DePlant's latest book, which is called Silent Scream. Absolutely yes. amazing. Riveting. Riveting stuff. And Amanda says, I gave up smoking in June after over 43 years. Better late than never. Strange enough, Anna Blackman, I talked to the other day, she gave up. Admittedly, a long, long time ago, but she smoked for years. Mm, My dad did. He was 32 when he gave up. And he says, even now, he still sort of thinks, oh, I could just smoke one of those. Well, I don't smoke. Why am I thinking about that? Funny, isn't it? It never leaves you, apparently. I'd never heard of the cigarettes she smoked. I couldn't remember what they were now. Black Cat. No, oh no, they were dreadful. Do you remember those cigarettes they brought out called Death? No. They brought out to, to encourage people not to smoke, but proving that people would buy them, even if they said death on them. Yeah, I mean, like, Sobrani Black Russian. Oh, do, yeah. do you remember the coloured ones with the coloured filters? Yeah, they were lovely. We well, liked they those. They were horrible to smoke, but they looked they great. Were or more cigarettes. Or more, I liked more. More menthol. I mean, they were not so Joan much of a Collins cigarette, more a small pencil. Them. Joan Collins used to smoke them in Dynasty. Yes, well, she liked Everybody those. started buying them. Yeah. Because they had licorice colour. You could either buy oh, the white ones oh, or oh, the brown right. ones. And then if you had a cold, you smoked Sam Moritz. I like or consulate. I used to smoke. Oh, I, I started love. smoking on consulate. Did but you? I like something rich. And what, what, what was the tagline that went with consulate cigarettes? Consulate. Go on. There was a tagline. Because consulate were made with the menthol Rothmans, really, yeah. which were called coffin nails. Yes. <laughs> but consulate. The the tagline was cool as a mountain stream. Cool as a mountain. Stream. Sounded like smoking through a peppermint. Uh, Mark says, "I lived in Mexico. Tequila is drunk by dipping the rim of the glass in salt." Yes. Oh, well, it's a salt thing, or you can just put the salt in. Yeah. Either way, they're Ooh. going to be talking about it with, uh, with Tom. Lovely. So, and tequila sunrise. You make lovely cocktails with tequila. Yeah. Hugh in Hong Kong says, um, 
Uh, I've missed the word which has caused so much offence, but assume it rhymes with taffy, if you're allowed to say that. Yes, it's, I mean, it's because Bruce Forsyth has got embroiled in it yesterday. He stirred the pot up. Instead of leaving it to just simmer, he's turned it up to boil. Listen, thank you. We've got no more. uh, Time. No. Steve, I've asked you already. I'd like to know if you've lost some weight. I know. Look at my holiday pictures. Me on the camel. Yes, Different person. Nobody did. He took his change out of his pocket. <laughs> I must tell you that tomorrow, tomorrow, really exciting yeah. this. You'd love this. Quick. I'm going on the Romney Hive and Dimchurch Dim Railway. Railway. I know it. Tomorrow afternoon. It's Looks lovely. fantastic. We've got a whole train to ourselves How for nice. a birthday party. Excellent. Okay. John, back with us very shortly. Thank you. Pleasure. He's off swimming. Uh, I'm off home, but I'll be back with you Sunday morning. Got a, about a minute and a half to have a go at the How Low. Get it in quick to get your hands on that Dell laptop. So I'll be with you on Sunday morning. Debbie Allen is in conversation, and then we'll look through the uh, Sunday papers between eight. It's uh, a busy programme for Nick Ferrari, Boris Johnson, and the Met Commissioner, Sir Paul Stevenson, after the news, which is next on LBC. Have you ever, A, managed to haggle a 